Hello, and welcome to the Blessful Body Podcast. I'm your host, Kai Autumn Russell, and I'm here to share with you my best fitness and healthy living strategies and tips, and they are so good, your body, mind, and spirit will be thankful that you listened. Well, hey there. Thank you for joining me. This is Kai Russell, and this is episode number one. I am so excited to finally be creating this podcast. It has been a dream of mine for a while now, and so it is happening, and I'm really excited about that. If you haven't already, you can go back and listen to episode 000, which is all about kind of the intention behind the show and a little bit about me. And for today, I'm going to just dive in and start talking about wellness and what wellness is and why wellness matters. I have spent 20 years in the fitness world really focusing on bodies through mindful movement. So not so much the fitness world as Pilates and teaching Pilates, teaching rehabilitation-focused Pilates at a hospital and having my own studio and then also teaching people how to become Pilates instructors. So I've been really focused on mindful movement. And it is amazing and it is definitely something that is a huge part of what we will be talking about here at the grateful body however fitness is not the same thing as health and it is not the same thing as wellness and so we're going to talk about that what is wellness wellness is definitely quite a little buzz term right now and that is because it is it is really important for living lives that are nourishing and living lives that are exciting and the type of life that um, one kind of dreams of really can can be summed up by by being well and focusing on wellness and the first thing I want to talk about is just basically what is health even okay because the definition of health has changed over time, um, and it used to really um, be considered the absence of disease, and that was that was basically health. So if you had a disease, then you weren't considered to be healthy, and if you did not, then that was considered that you were. And that is definitely not the whole picture of what really doesn't take into effect the fact that people are made up of multiple domains of their lives, right? We are not just our bodies. We are our minds and our emotions and um, our spirit. And all of those things really do need to be taken into account. And so even the World Health Organization, which is, you know, a major uh, international organization that is focused on health, changed their definition to include that um, health is now considered to be physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. And so that means when you're thinking about physical, mental, social well-being, that there's going to be multiple factors that play into this idea and this concept of health. 
And those factors basically that the World Health Organization looks at and many others is the concept of um, the physical form. So that would be our bodies and all of the things that we typically just kind of think of when we think about health, right? Um, you know, what your from what your cholesterol levels might be to your muscle mass, your body mass index, um, how much you sleep, your nutrition, all of those things would go into the physical realm. And we're going to talk more about this. And then that also, it has now been expanded to look at mental, social, environmental factors, and also stress, which I'm really into. I teach about stress management and really think that it is kind of a missing component of many people's wellness is not necessarily addressing their health fully. And so it's it's a critical component of health. And we'll talk about stress in a future episode more in depth. But basically, these, these factors all go into health. These areas of our lives are all a contributor to our health. And then technically, the definition of wellness is the process that one is undertaking to achieve the desired health, okay? So it has the same factors. They've been, they can be a little bit more specific and I'm gonna go over them all in detail. But basically what I want you to really understand is that wellness is not necessarily just, a, it's, a, it's not an end state. It is a process. And so often when we think about health, we are kind of thinking about it as a singular destination, right? As opposed to the journey. So you can kind of think of health as your definite, your destination. However, it's, you're never, you're never just there, right? Because all of these things, it's, you know, particularly thinking about your physical form. It's not like you are going to go and work your bicep once and you're set right? You, you've built up all the muscle mass that you need to and the strength um, and the endurance in that one particular muscle, and then you're done with it. That's not the way it works. We know that, right? That we have to kind of be constantly undertaking activities and practices and just constantly thinking about, not necessarily thinking particularly if you create habits around wellness, which we will talk about because it's so important to keeping on task and actually um, really incorporating wellness into your life. But it is never just done, right? So it's something that is ongoing and it's really much more journey focused, which I actually really like because a lot of this, a lot of the techniques and the, the tips and the strategies that I'm going to share with you about how to be more well are things that are, they're, they're kind of fun and they're things that you would want to do forever, right? So, and it's also important to keep in mind, right? You can kind of think of this podcast, there's, it's like a buffet, a salad buffet, right? And you're not going to necessarily take everything, there, you know, you don't need to pile up the plate with every single ingredient. You're going to pick and choose the things that you need and the things that work for you and the things that you like and enjoy. And so that's why we have a whole podcast around this because there's so many different things that we can choose to do to make, to meet the same goal. Okay. You know, I just want you to keep that in mind that wellness is a lifestyle, it's a process, and it's this ongoing journey that will really help us live our best lives. That is really exciting to me. I think when people 
are able to be in a place where they're focusing on wellness and we're focusing on the types of lives that we want to create that that's going to create a lot of change kind of throughout the world and that's that's really important to me is that people are able to inhabit bodies, minds, spirits, and emotions that are helping them achieve their higher purposes and values. So we will dive into all of that deeper, but for today, I want to go over this idea of the different areas of wellness. And these could also be called the domains of wellness is what it's referred to a lot of times. And right now, if you're listening to me when this episode is airing, we're just getting re- just finishing out the year. And so this is a great time to kind of do this activity and think about where you are right now, where we are in our lives and on our wellness journey. But if you're listening to this at some other time, definitely do this activity and listen to this podcast anyway, because this is something that we kind of ongoingly will keep looking into and keep exploring and examining for ourselves. My model of wellness is a little different, and this one is very related to the work that I do as a stress management teacher, um, as faculty at a university. I teach about stress management, and I also teach about health disparity and basically stress-related health impacts and how those aren't necessarily shared equally. They're definitely not shared equally across all groups in our society. So what we're going to do is, and I have a a nice little workbook for you if you want to go ahead and download that. You can find that on my website, which is kaiautumn.com slash, and then you're going to write out the word episode and then the number one. And so that's Kai Autumn, K-Y, and then Autumn, like the season, which is my middle middle name. That is my given name right there, Kai, K-Y, and then Autumn, A-U-T-U-M-N, don't forget the M, the N at the end, dot com slash episode one. And I'll have those in the show notes too, but if you want to check out the workbook, go ahead and get it. And this, it'll have all of this laid out for you, or you can just listen along. You know, this would be a time to grab a pen and paper. This is going to be a little bit more of an active process here. Okay. And I do this with all of my classes at the university. I do this with my clients and my coaching clients. And it's just a really great place to start understanding pretty much everything that I'm going to be talking about. I have a little different slant from a lot of people. I look at wellness and I have these different factors, the domains, I have them categorized as intrinsic and extrinsic factors. And so you can kind of think of two circles here. And the first circle is going to, then the inner circle is going to be those intrinsic areas. And those are the physical, mental, or intellectual the emotional and the spiritual aspects, okay? And so these are the four components that really make up an individual. We can't focus on just one of these areas and really be well or be on living a wellness lifestyle. It is not possible to ignore one of them ultimately that will have impacts on one's health and one's well-being and wellness and so 
What I would like for you to do is we are going to kind of go through and do a little self-assessment here with me. And you can close your eyes, you can pause, you know, whatever you're listening to. And if you're driving, of course, or working out, you can just listen and even just think about it. You don't have to write this down and you can download the worksheet later and go ahead and do this. But basically, we're going to start with the physical domain and that's going to be one of the intrinsic areas of wellness. So when I'm talking about the physical domain, I am specifically talking about these three different prongs that are going to go into one's physical wellness and physical health. And those are physical activity or physical fitness, nutrition, and sleep. Okay. And so for physical fitness, the components that make up physical fitness there, we're going to do a whole episode about physical fitness, but for now, What I'd like for you to do is to think about physical fitness, and we're going to use the kind of textbook definition that basically states that if one is physically fit, then they have enough energy to meet all of the demands of their work and then still have energy remaining for recreation and emergencies. Okay, so that basically means that You know, we can live our lives with enough energy and vitality so that we can do the work that we need to do and then have fun and be able to enjoy ourselves and, you know, have a stimulating conversation at night instead of collapsing into bed. Also, nutrition, okay, so that one is basically consuming foods that are that are fueling you for your work and your recreation looking at the foods that are going to serve each of us best and I I really believe that each person is going to have their own unique types of nutritional needs right so we're all going to be choosing to I don't I don't promote diets, right? So I'm definitely not talking about being on a diet. So when I say diet, I mean that you are, it's the foods that you choose to eat, not that you're trying to restrict yourself in any way. Although sometimes you might choose to restrict yourself, not necessarily for weight loss, although, you know, that can be a part of one's nutritional goals and needed to be physically well, but not necessarily all the time. And basically that one's nutrition is that you're you're choosing foods that you know are going to be nourishing to your body and make you feel good. So if you know that there's foods out there or food types that are not going to serve you well. Like for me, I know that I need to not necessarily overconsume gluten and and eat a li- just a little gluten and also sugar. And when I do that and I decrease inflammation, I feel much better than when I eat those foods. So that is part of my nutritional needs. Okay. And then sleep is basically um, that you are getting enough sleep so that you are awakening uh, in a well-rested and that you feel really good (laughs) in the morning and that you are able to get through your day, right? And that you are able to have that energy that you need. And so most people, most adults are going to need around seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And then as you age, it, you know, might decrease a little bit, but certainly shooting for around seven to eight hours of sleep is important. Okay. 
So when I want you to think about, because remember, wellness is not the desired, it's not the end destination, it's the lifestyle. So when you are assessing your physical domain and your your health and how well you are in in that area, I want you to think about, do you, are you engaging in activities that promote physical fitness? Are you engaging in activities that promote physical well-being. So are you engaging in physical activity? Are you choosing those nutritional foods? Are you prioritizing sleep? And then the result is going to be, do you have energy? Do you feel well? Do you feel vivacious enough to recreate and can you can handle emergencies? So that would be how you would kind of think about your physical domain. And it's really about how much energy and attention you are giving to those areas of your life. What you can do is actually just give yourself a numeric score here. So zero would be that you're you're not putting a lot of attention into the physical area of your life and your well-being. And then 10 would be that you are basically dialed in, that you've got it down and that basically giving a lot of attention to that and choosing to engage in behaviors that really increase your physical well-being. So go ahead and do that like zero to 10 and then we're going to move on. For the mental domain... Basically, we're talking about the intellectual side, right? So we're talking about cognition here. We're really kind of thinking about what one would think of as their brain and thinking. And it's not necessarily how we refer to mental health. And and that so mental health is a component of both intellectual and emotional domains. Basically, for your intellectual domain, Do you engage in activities where you are growing, where you're learning intellectually, where you are stimulating your brain, where you are basically perhaps reading? Are you engaging in creative endeavors? Are you stimulating yourself intellectually? Okay, so lifelong learning would basically be kind of summing this up in a nutshell and also making sure that you have creative outlets and that you are engaged in some type of creativity throughout your life. That is going to be our mental and intellectual domain. So go ahead and give yourself a score. Zero would be not giving yourself any attention in increasing your intellectual capabilities. And then 10 is going to be that it is a major focus and that you are also, you know, really prioritizing that. And then we're going to move into the emotional component and the emotional domain. So emotionally, this is that one is able to identify, understand, feel, and appropriately express the full range of human emotions. And how this is a wellness activity, I want you to think about what you do to actually get in touch with your emotions. Okay, is it journaling? Is it meditation? Is it talking to friends? Is it some type of activity where you are really becoming aware mindfulness can also be another kind of very popular way that we can get in touch with our emotions and really start to uncover them and paying attention to those activities that you're undertaking for your emotional health and well-being and also just being aware right now and thinking about perhaps the last couple of weeks and have you really made space 
to express all the emotions that you might be feeling and actually let yourself feel them or there are emotions that you are not necessarily trying to feel or you're actively trying not to feel would be a better way to say that so when you're feeling sad is it something that you try to rush through and ignore or do you allow space for yourself to actually feel those emotions And once again, you can give yourself a score between 0 and 10. And then our last intrinsic domain is going to be the spiritual domain. And the spiritual domain is not the same thing as religion. Religion and spirituality are separate concepts, although for many people, religion is how they might achieve spiritual well-being and spiritual wellness. But spirituality in general and spiritual well-being is basically that one is conscious and aware of increasing and focusing on having strong relationships and meaningful relationships with oneself and others. So paying attention to the quality of the relationships that you have and you cultivate with yourself and even perhaps with some higher power and that you have a strong value system that you are aware of and that is very clear and a meaningful sense of purpose. And so once again, because just like all of the other aspects of health, spirituality is something that needs you know, continual attention throughout your life. So really think about how you create this, these feelings of values, how you're aware of your values, what types of attention you give to understanding your purpose and checking in on your purpose and understanding when it might change. And once again, this could be through journaling, It could be through quiet time. It could be through a walk in the woods. It could be through prayer. So those activities that you do to actually check in with yourself at a spiritual level. And once again, you can can give yourself an assessment of how much attention you are focusing on the spiritual domain. And so from zero to 10, 10 being the highest. So those are our four intrinsic areas of wellness. And then we also have four extrinsic areas of wellness. And the model that I've created around this is, you know, you have the inner circle with the four quadrants, the physical, the intellectual, the emotional, and the spiritual. And then that is is sitting within a bigger circle. And that bigger circle is going to have categories in it that would basically be social, they would be environmental, financial, and occupational. And sometimes, you know, different theories place some of these domains together and they may they don't necessarily parse them out. I prefer to do it this way. And For the environmental domain, I want you to think of, um, you know, basically to be environmentally healthy, the, the definition is that you're able to inhabit pleasant, safe, and healthy spaces, okay? And I add in that you are also fostering connection 
to the natural world. And that doesn't mean that you have to go camping or go into the woods, but that you have an understanding of where we are as human beings in relation to the natural world, in relation to the rest of the creatures on the planet, in relation to the plants on the planet, and that you are undertaking activities that will help you increase that connection. And it, you know, it could be gardening, it could be um, looking at pictures of nature, it could just be thinking about nature, and that you are consciously devoting attention to creating pleasant, safe, healthy spaces for yourself. So clutter, right, could fall into this. If you have toxins in your greater environment or in your home, all of those things would relate to one's environmental well-being, okay? And so for the environmental well-being, really give yourself a moment and think about, you know, how aware you are and how much attention you give to fostering this sense of creating a healthy space for yourself and for the planet. Okay, so after environmental, the next one we're going to talk about is our social area of well-being. And the social domain is basically that one is engaged in activities that are going to develop a sense of connection, belonging, and support with others. And this can include institutions and organizations, clubs, groups, churches, all of those things. And it's different from that individual relationship that I was talking about that was part of our spiritual health. The social is a much broader set of activities that we're doing to meet our needs to feel connected with others, which is a basic human need, right? Many of these domains fall into kind of just basic hierarchy of needs type thinking and that one has to meet the basic needs to then go on to achieve higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of development. For the social domain, it's it's how much attention are you giving to you know, nurturing your friendships to nurturing your relationship with your family even and how you are showing up in your community or creating community wherever that may be and how you are are really connecting with others. And so, and, and that it is true to you. So not everyone has the same social needs, just like not everyone has the same needs in the other domains, right? These are all very individualized. So think for a moment about how much you prioritize developing your social well-being. And then we have two more left. And we're going to talk about the occupational domain and our occupational wellness. And this is an area of wellness that is really important. Our jobs, we spend so much time working, right? So much of our waking hours go into being at work that it is crucial to well-being that we are able to feel satisfaction and enrichment from our work. Now, obviously, Our occupation has a huge impact on all of the other arenas of health, particularly when you think about compensation for 
our, our jobs, like how much we actually get paid. That is something that is really important. And not everyone has the same ability to have a lot of flexibility in the occupational domain. And this is also true for other domains as well. A lot of wellness activities, a lot of healthy behaviors can be very expensive. They can be very privileged. It can be things that not everyone can do. And part of what I want to do here with this podcast is actually help to share ways and my hacks and tips for how you actually achieve wellness regardless of kind of where you are on our social hierarchy. Okay, definitely thinking about, you know, feeling satisfied and well with our jobs doesn't necessarily depend, it's not linked to our paycheck. One can feel incredible enrichment from their work and satisfaction with that without necessarily being well compensated, right? So we can think of teachers, right? We know that teachers, particularly elementary, middle, high school teachers, are not compensated enough financially. They do not receive enough money for the incredible responsibility and intense work that they do, right? My mother was an elementary school teacher. I have many members of my family who are teachers, and it is really challenging work. However, I know that teachers, myself included, do feel incredible satisfaction and enrichment from the impacts that one has on other people's lives, right? And so it's important to kind of understand that occupational wellness does not necessarily just mean that one is compensated well. However, if people are not compensated well for their work, then it is really challenging to be fully well and have health in the occupational domain because it impacts so much of our lives, right? From being able to choose organic food to having time to attend a school function for your child. So it it really is important um, and just really something that we all need to think about. Okay, so for your occupation, do you feel enriched? Do you feel satisfied? And, And what activities do you do to help you feel those ways? You know, have you looked into new careers? Have you tried to figure out ways that you can make your job more satisfying? So all of those things can go into one's occupational well-being. And then the financial realm, I mean, it's closely related to our occupational realm, but they are not necessarily the same. They are different areas. They're different domains. So basically for financial health, I want you to think about how satisfied you are with your current and future financial situations. Meaning, do you feel safe? Do you feel secure? Do you feel that you are able to meet your obligations and have some resources to deal with life stressors to deal with some type of medical situation that might arise, and also how much attention you focus on 
basically maintaining your financial stability. And that means, are you aware of what you're spending? Do you have a budget? All of those things are really important for financial security. And it is directly related to particularly stress loads and health overall. And so that is why it is really important to also consider this as its own domain. It is, you know, our financial wellness is also so connected to meeting those basic categories, those basic needs that we need to fulfill for shelter, food. Those are extremely important. Okay. So I want you to think about where you are, how satisfied you are with the activities that you do to maintain your financial wellness or increase your financial wellness. Okay. So take a moment and just kind of look at all of these areas that you've just categorized and rated between zero and 10. And you might notice that, you know, there are some areas that have a much higher score and then there's areas that have lower scores and that's okay. All right. Um, So there is a goal that we are trying to achieve some sort of balance within all of these domains, okay? So certainly, if, you know, we can all agree that if someone were to, you know, work out incessantly, right? That was their only focus, the only area of their life that they were, their only area of their health, their life, their wellness that they were focusing on. So instead of going to work, they would go to the gym and they'd work out and then they'd like eat their smoothies that were really important. They might become very physically fit, okay? So they might just be focusing on their physical domain, but what's happening to all of their other domains, right? So if they're not going to work, then their occupational well-being is going to suffer, their financial well-being will suffer, their social well-being is probably suffering. Okay, so you can kind of see that analogy, right? Like that's going to be a, a situation where that's a problem, okay? However, I do believe, and this is very clear, that one is not necessarily able to work on changing multiple domains at a time until basically they've created habits out of behaviors that they're trying to increase. So once upon a time, I um, thought I was going to be a permaculture designer. So I studied permaculture. I did a design certification course in permaculture. And permaculture is this concept that one is able to mimic natural systems and create, uh, the word itself comes from this idea of permanence and culture, okay? And there's a lot of principles in permaculture that are just amazing, and they actually match up with uh, kind of mindful movement work quite it's just a beautiful synergy, okay? And we'll get into that later. But one of the ideas of permaculture is that you initially will put in a lot of work, okay? So you can think about this as, say, one is going to create a permaculture food forest, okay? So the idea is that, you know, 10, 20 years down the line, that forest will be a sustainable forest that 
will have all of its needs met, will be producing food, and then it will require very little or almost no inputs from humans or others to maintain that ecology, just like a natural system, right? Like our forests, they are fine on their own. And when humans start meddling with them, there's actually, we tend to do much more harm than good, right? So those systems are basically what one is trying to create when you're trying to create like a permaculture food system. And you can look at yourself, you can look at your life in a very similar way with all of these domains that you need to focus in small steps. So picking one domain or two domains to really put in some intense energy for a little while, okay? And, you know, we do this, we see this, I teach at a college Um, I see this in my students a lot. They are really focusing at that time of their life on their intellectual domain. And then in a way, they're also preparing for their occupational domain and their financial domain. But they are definitely really focusing on learning and acquiring skills. And they might let some of the other domains not necessarily take priority and you can think back in your life when it was very clear like oh yes I was prioritizing these one or two areas in my life and then what happens is you put in that work and you can create some systems and you can establish habits in one area and then you will then be able to go into other areas of your life and so you kind of spend your your journey your wellness journey going through these different domains and giving kind of different ones a lot of attention and then you know kind of letting that grow like the forest that it is and then moving to other domains so I'm not suggesting that all of your domains should be a nine or a ten right now that's kind of unrealistic but you want to achieve that balance so you do want to be giving attention to all of these domains throughout a time span. So you could think of a year or a decade that you are really checking in and making sure that as you are living your life, that you are giving attention to each of those do- these domains at some point, because that is how you will actually achieve wellness and then eventually get to, you know, health and then maintain health through your wellness. So I hope that this has been helpful for you and that you are a little bit more clear about what wellness is and had a chance to really kind of think about your own life. And, you know, at this stage, we are really practicing mindfulness with this and practicing awareness with this. So not even necessarily needing to think about changes that you might want to make, like those can come and in a I think it's in two episodes we will talk a little bit about um, how to start to make changes um, in our lives and how to create healthy habits. And so what I want you to understand is that mindfulness and awareness is actually the key to all of it. So just going through and becoming aware of where you are and how satisfied you are in each of these domains is incredibly important. And so what is what I want you to do right now is just to process that and just to take this information and absorb it and really embody it and just live with it. 
for a little while. And then it will make sense later and it will help you having that knowledge and that understanding to actually move forward into action. It's just like a map. So basically what we've done is we've just oriented our map and now we know where we are and you know where you are. And so then you have your your starting point for the directions of where you want to get to. Okay, so if you haven't already, check out the the guide, the kind of downloadable workbook that will take you through this assessment process if you need. And um, you can get that on my website at uh, kaiautumn.com slash and then episode one. And you write out the word episode and then leave the number one. And I hope that you have had a wonderful day and that you are continuing to have a wonderful day. And I am so grateful for you joining me. And I hope that you are feeling many blessings. Take care. Bye-bye.